Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961-4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Two in URFM's Health and Wellbeing. For our sponsor, Mullen Natural Health Centre, Hamilton. Well, a guy that I haven't been on air with in a while now, Peter. Hello, how are you? Mark must be on his dating website or something, is he? <laughs> I'd have to talk to Mark and see if he actually got any interest after our show last week. Probably not. <laughs> um, nice to see you again. It's good to be back. Uh, of course, today we're talking... Uh, about dealing with hot flushes naturally. Of course, there's lots of ways that we can deal with hot flushes, but we'll look at it naturally. Uh, and, of course, you've got a talk on tonight, which we'll talk a little bit about, uh, and we'll talk about how you can solve hot flushes naturally. Absolutely. And if anyone out there has had great results using natural medicines to help with their hot flushes, we'd love to hear from them as well. Sue from East Maitland. Hello, Sue. You've got a question uh, regarding medication for cholesterol. Yes, I'm sorry, it's not about hot flushes, as your That's program okay. has, but um, I've been having terrible side effects from um, two lots of um, uh, uh, medications for, for cholesterol, Cresta and Easytrol, and um, one first lot, the Cresta, the doctor even thought I might have had a mini-stroke, but it wasn't, it was just acute allergy to it, yes. and um, the Easytrol, I've had such pains in my body, mm. And um, I, I saw a doctor yesterday and she thought perhaps I, was, I can't take those tablets yes. with uh, statins. And I was wondering if there's any uh, natural um, remedy that I could have. Well, look, Sue, there, there is. There's, um, treating cholesterol is really quite, quite complicated. There's not, there's not anything on the market that I've come across that works for everybody every time. Um, and it depends on your family history of, of heart disease, you know, how seriously we have to go about trying to get that cholesterol down. Um, no, nothing. Sorry. My, my cholesterol is six, which the doctor didn't seem to think was too bad. Yeah, look, look, uh, it, and it depends on the breakdown. Do you know what the breakdown of your cholesterol actually is with HDL and LDL? No, no, I don't. Yeah, because that tells, that tells a bit more of the story even about what natural medicines may be able to help. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it's always the dietary stuff for starters, improving your diet. Um, they're finding that carbohydrates may contribute to cholesterol more than even just the saturated fats, which is interesting. Um, so I that's have been to a dietitian, and she's put me on to um, like a, a berry smoothie in the morning and um, then vegetables at lunch and uh, then like just meat and vegetables in the, in the night. Um, which And uh, my diet... I think it's pretty good, and um, and do you, can you can you afford to lose a little bit of weight? Like, are you a few kilos heavier than you should than ideally should be? Yes, I am. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm about sixty kilos, which is not too bad. That's not too bad at all. Look, I, I would. Um, there's a couple of natural things that you could try for sure. I would make sure that you're taking some really good quality fish oil. I do, yes, I do already. I would also take a really good quality krill oil. Uh, um, well, I'm a very allergic person and I tried the krill oil and... Um, yeah, I no good because of the shellfish possible component to it. Yes, yes. Yep. Also, there's I'm a very hard person to... <laughs> yeah. Look, we're in, 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 when you see a naturopath, we obviously use different things. Um, I, might, I might have to come and see you. Yeah, look, if you... If, if, Look, if you call our office, they'll be able to help you with um, some information. 
Um, right. And we can even book a, a, a free 15-minute chat with one of our naturopaths if you want to run some things past. But cholesterol, like there's definitely things on the market, but you probably need that full assessment. Good on you, uh, Sue. Thank you very much for the call. Of course, we welcome your calls on 49216216. Today, Pete, we are talking about hot flushes. Now, what, what, what are hot flushes brought on by... Well, look, it's, it's no one really knows what causes hot flushes. Mm. Um, they're, you know, the theory is that they're they're brought on or triggered by either reduced amounts of the hormone estrogen, or fluctuations in hormone levels. Mm. And the theory is that um, estrogen or hormonal changes confuse the brain's hypothalamus. So, if you imagine the brain has a, we have a, a temperature regulation set point. Mm. You know, if our temperature gets too high, we perspire and feel hot. If our temperature gets too low, we get the shivers and the shakes. Um, apparently, the theory is that the change in hormones, maybe lowered estrogen, maybe an imbalance between estrogen and progesterone, cause that thermostat or that, um, that right temperature range to narrow quite considerably. So what we find is that women may start to do some activity or maybe have a hot drink, and that's enough for the body or the brain and the nervous system to think that they're actually way overheated and that's what will result in a hot flush. Does this happen at a certain time in a woman's life? Oh, absolutely. Like the hot flush is one of the most common symptoms of menopause. Yeah, of course. So yeah. with half of, um, and you know, a curve, hot flushes occur probably with half of all perimenopausal women and more than three quarters of postmenopausal. Mm. Postmenopausal women, so okay. it's definitely associated with hot flight, with um, menopause or change of life. What are some of the symptoms? I know it's you know I know hot flushes on there, Colin, but there's more to it than just hot flushes, isn't there? Yeah, look, and hot flushes affect um, all women differently. Uh, as we were saying in that first section, they're generally brought on by reduced amounts of hormone estrogen as a woman goes through, mm. probably for two years prior to menopause, and then menopause and i've had some patients have had hot flushes for 20 years after menopause right. so getting a handle is really important so it can be things like sudden feelings of heat in the face neck arm sometimes the whole body rapid pulse flushing perspiration like some of my clients some of my lady clients will sort of mention that they'll have to get up and change their pajamas of a night time so it can be really quite mm. debilitating and one of the problems with and then the cold chills that often suffer the follow the hot flushes so a lot of women describe it as you know dinner and blankets off and then they get cold and then you know often have to get up and get changed get back into bed and then they get the chills and then it's dinner mm. and blankets back on again and one of the big problems with hot flushes particularly if they go on for years is sleep disturbance you know insomnia is such a chronic stress on the body mm. so you know hot flushes you know People sort of joke about, oh, you're just having a hot flush, but they actually can be really quite debilitating. For some women, they can be associated with nausea, okay. dizziness, um, increase of anxiety as mm -hmm. well comes with that sense of a hot flush, and even headaches as well. So, um, and, and, you know, they can affect up to three-quarters of women going wow. through perimenopause and menopause. So definitely something to get help with. Okay. What triggers it? Well, triggers, it's, it's different for everyone. Like some of my ladies will complain or mention that if they have a couple of alcoholic drinks of a night time, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked before that the liver sort of detoxes between 1 and 3 a.m. So if you have a couple of drinks, the liver's working harder, that can be enough to trigger off. a. If your hot flushes start, you know, around that 1 to 3 a.m. mark, then there's most likely some liver involvement. Um, caffeine can be a real trigger, but I find even drinking hot drinks Okay. You know, for mm. some women where that temperature regulation is so sensitive, having a hot cup of tea 
is enough to bring on a hot flush. Obviously, a, a, an unhealthy diet would be would be another thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, high in fats, um, high in sugar, mm. um, eating spicy foods. Okay. Yeah. Too, is no good. Anything well, that makes you hot. That sends me into hot flushes, mate. Feeling um <laughs> feeling stressed or anxious. So there's there's definitely an adrenal connection with hot flushes as well. Um, wearing tight clothing or feeling restricted in any way can mm. be enough to trigger off any, anything that stresses the body and obviously smoking or being exposed to cigarette smoke as well. So these can all be triggers, you know, for women that have this susceptibility to having these hot flushes, which, as we said, is 75% of women going through perimenopause or menopause. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's a lot, 75%. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's yeah, pretty much most women. Yeah, yeah. Now, some of the natural remedies for hot flushes, uh, some, some of them, are, I think, are, look, there's other stuff out on the market. I suppose the, the good part about the natural remedies to this, Pete, is that, well, it's, is it really going to affect you? Well, let's see how it goes. Tell me, what are some of the natural remedies for this? Well, probably it's a little bit like um, Sue's question earlier about cholesterol. Um, there, there is a lot of products on the market you can go and buy for cholesterol. Mm. Um, they may help, they may hinder, um, they may do nothing at all. From a naturopathic point of view, I sort of see high cholesterol, most likely not dietary, but more to do with that person's liver health to start with. So yeah. that's why it's, it's sometimes hard just to come up with a, 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 you know, a single product. Yeah. Menopause is very much the same. You know, and I've got ladies that... Um, we'll get them on it, and it's a whole it's a whole diet and lifestyle approach is what seems to give us the best results with menopause, and that's the difference when you see a naturopath as opposed to just go to the health food store and buy something over the counter. Because to effectively help with menopause, you've got to look at all those areas of diet, lifestyle, stress management. So managing stress is a huge thing, particularly if your menopausal symptoms are going to go on for ten years. Mm. Getting some strategies in place with that. Um, when you experience particularly the wrong time and place hot flushes, usually you know that stress is one of the driving triggers. So what I mean by that is if you're um, at a function, if you have to get up and speak, or if you're down the street and you run into a friend you haven't seen for a while mm. and you get a hot flush, then you know that stress is a driver for your hot flushes. Okay. Does yeah. that make sense? It's okay. sort of that yeah. situational hot flush. Mm. Now... One of the uh, minerals that we use a lot of for menopause and for hot flushes works particularly well. And this is great. Um, I know some of the um, oncologists are recommending this for women where they've had surgery, chemo, and, say, radiation for breast cancer and mm. thrown instantly into menopause. They're recommending magnesium as well. So magnesium is definitely my first port of call for helping people with stress and anxiety relief feeds the nervous system, helps to reduce hot flush onset. Um, also important for detoxifying estrogen, helping with energy production. But again, it's the form of magnesium. We use a form of magnesium, what's called diglycinate, which is really well absorbed. Mm. Other forms can cause diarrhea or just be poorly absorbed. So, But magnesium, um, another great supplement for stress, again, is like a really good quality vitamin B complex. Yep. Um, but again, both supporting the nervous system and energy I think we've talked about brain we've, fog. Yeah, we have we spoken about We can revisit that topic. That's right. <laughs> Today we are talking about a serious topic. 75% of women uh, suffer from hot flushes. Uh, it's a big number. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of things out there on the market uh, that claim to work. Today we are talking, of course, about natural remedies for this. Uh, we've spoken about uh, we've spoken about being at the you know the wrong time and place. Yes. Uh, some of the nat 
natural remedies though? You said magnesium. Yep, so magnesium and B vitamin complex. Um, but again, making sure you've got really good quality supplements. Yep. Um, during hot flushes, um, Lisa, one of my practitioners at work, specialises in menopause, and it's actually Lisa doing the talk tonight. So she's given me her list of um, favourite herbs that she loves to use. And the great thing when you make up um, a herb mix is you can incorporate in that one herb mix, you can put herbs in for the liver. So hot flushes, definitely menopause, perimenopause, I always relate back to that liver. Remember, we've talked about that before, that liver's the, like a swimming pool filter. When mm. you're 20, doesn't matter what you chuck in the water the next day, the water's all beautiful and clean. Mm. As we get older, that filter just doesn't do its job as well. So there's going to be more variations with hormones. So in a herb mix, you can include herbs for liver detox, um, but particularly what do we call herbal nervines and adrenal support remedies, which are a great way to balance that fight or flight or stress response. So herbs that we use a lot of and Lisa particularly loves include a herb called Sisyphus and that's specific for hot flush treatment. Uh, withania, which is ashwagandha, is an Ayurvedic or Indian herb mm-hmm. and um, it has a great role in reducing stress and anxiety but interestingly, withania is also good for thyroid support as well. And again, a lot of women that go through menopause will often have subclinical low thyroid function as well. Um, sage. So even getting some sage tea, sage is great for excess sweating. Mm. And um, wild yam, and that's probably one of my favourite herbs to balance out um, female hormones. So what what you would do if you saw a naturopath or someone that makes up herbal medicines is they'd be able to put a, a mix together for you, specifically based on what's going on for you, that includes support for the liver, for the adrenals, for the thyroid, for the hormonal balance and... Um, um, yeah, for the stress stress component as well. Okay. Now, of course, it, it's easy to forget that, you know, your diet can have a huge impact on, on health of your body and can help reduce, you know, a lot of these problems. Uh, living a healthier and happier lifestyle is the way to go in a perfect world, but at the end of the day, we can't all live a healthy and happy life, can we? Well, that's we the can, goal. That's, that's the goal. The goal it's but for we... everybody to be leading healthier and happier lives yep now of course it's a good goal. Know, sticking to non-processed whole foods and you yes. know is a, is a good thing you know eating the fruits and the vegetables uh there's there's a lot of things that we can do here isn't there absolutely one of the there has been some studies done around um diet and um menopause menopausal symptoms hot flushes mm. um, one of the 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 main things that come out of those studies is that weight loss actually can improve um, or reduce the number of hot flushes in in women. So, if if, if a lady's carrying more ideal body fat than, or mm. more body fat than what's ideal, you know, losing five to ten kilos can make a big difference in reducing those hot flushes. The other dietary approach or the other dietary recommendations we take all relate back to keeping your system as clean and healthy as possible. So always, you know, sticking to your non-processed whole foods, fruits, vegetables. You know, they all play a role in reducing inflammation, mm. um, including your omega-3 rich foods like um, your oily fish, things like your salmon. Um, okay. Flax seeds. Flax seeds are great, a great way to increase what are called your phytoestrogens. So flax seeds or linseeds, you buy them in a packet organic, blend up enough, say, to last you a week and put in a Tupperware container in the fridge mm-hmm. and add a, a couple of dessert spoons or a tablespoon of ground-up flax seed into your morning smoothie, sprinkled over your porridge, in with your, your, your gluten-free muesli. Mm. And, um, and the benefit seems to be starting before you get to menopause. 
So if you're starting to get to that age group, which is, you know, maybe 46 to 48, where you're starting to think that you may be getting some signs or symptoms of hormonal change, start including flaxseed. Mm. Uh, increase in your calcium-rich foods for bone health, like fish with bones, broccoli and legumes, your iron-rich foods, your lean meats, fish, etc. Um, and using plant-based foods that are high in what are called isoflavones or phytoestrogen. Now, we had a, I think it was last... Recently, we talked about soy and the problems with soy. Mm. You know, soy is one of those phytoestrogen-containing foods. But again, like I mentioned on that program, using the fermented soy product can help relieve the symptoms. Okay. Um, and, of course, avoiding the triggers like spicy food, caffeine, alcohol is the other one that mm. we should mention, and also sugar as well. Okay. All right. Now, you've got a talk on tonight, don't you? Yeah, we've got a talk on tonight. It's actually fully booked out. Oh, okay. But um, if people aren't already on our newsletter or would like to get some information about upcoming free talks they can get yeah. onto like us on facebook or um, contact or get onto our website they can get a copy of our email and in that we'll be introducing or recommending or promoting another free talk with lisa probably in about a month or so's time so mm. if you've missed out tonight but would like to know more um you're more than welcome to um get on and get those details all right now i've just got a little bone to pick with you just before we go just quickly <laughs> uh i'm reading here uh that your um receptionist has said colin peter attended the international health congress over the weekend <laughs> uh and she's highlighted here uh it was hosted at the vineyards and peter said don't invite colonists. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't. I didn't, think a, I didn't think a naturopath would go to the vineyard. Uh, I suppose well, it's grape. It, it, yeah, it is grape, and grapes <laughs> are. And, and actually, I did have some wine, and it was organic. Oh. Do you believe that? No, I don't. No, I do. That's a good story. Yep. Um, yeah, so it was the International Congress on um, from um, by one of our companies we deal with, but mm. it, they had over 650 attendees. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's a phenomenal response, mm. and it was in regard to the microbiome. Okay. Yeah, all the latest research about gut and gut flora mm. and, you know, all the science-based science, science stuff about how, why having a healthy microbiome or gut is just so important and probably it's going to become even more important as, as we learn more. Mind you, it's what us naturopaths have been talking about for a yeah. hundred years, okay. that everything starts with the gut. But yeah. it's great to see science actually starting to catch up and validate that. Well, uh, I'm glad that you had a nice weekend and it's good to see those sort of uh, conferences coming to... Uh, the Hunter. It's, it's nice great, actually, because yeah. this one normally would have been a bigger capital city, so yeah, it was no, great. It's good to see that. Great I like, for the local community. I like seeing uh, things come to the Hunter. Next week we're talking about, uh, are you drinking the right water? That'll be interesting. Yeah, it's, it's very scary about what might actually be in our water supply. Mm, don't tell me more till next week, okay? <laughs> have a good day, mate. We'll talk then. Thank don't you, forget, Colin. you can catch this program as a podcast via our website at 2NURFM.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.